The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello everyone. Today we're catching up with a biotech company that got us all talking about their novel treatment for glaucoma when they joined us for Stock Insiders on the eve of their launch into America back in May. And the talk has only gotten stronger. So what's happened in the last three months? Has this new treatment opened the eyes of American ophthalmologists as predicted? How long till it's common practice? And how have those of you who jumped on board had your faith in the company and its story rewarded? And is there room for more? I'm Christina Morrissey. Let's take another look at Nova Eye. Glaucoma is the leading cause of blindness in the Western world. And until recently, treatments weren't exactly causing sufferers to leap up and give a standing ovation to their specialists. 80 million people and growing are fighting the condition as we speak. So when Tom Sperling, Executive Director of Nova Eye, shared the company's story and plans with us in May, a lot of you, as I said, stood up and took notice. Great innovation, great potential. The treatment was transformative, is transformative in many ways. In fact, I have to admit that since that original conversation, I'm going up to GPs and optal friends. I talk about it constantly. I'm like some sort of evangelist. Now, you could go back to our original podcast, listen to it in more detail. But right now, let's welcome Tom back, recap the basics of this treatment, and then talk outcomes and plans following the American launch. Tom, hello and welcome. Thanks, Chrissy. Yes, so our device is a a surgical intervention with for glaucoma, um, giving patients the opportunity to remove or reduce the amount of uh, daily topical medication they need to take and and in doing so, reduce their intraocular pressure, the pressure the eyeball is under. every day. High high interocular pressure leads to uh, eventually the crushing of the optic nerve and blindness from the peripheral in, which is peripheral vision in, which is glaucoma. Our device is a a catheter, very similar to angioplasty of, um, we have what we call canaloplasty, which is a catheter that is inserted into the main irrigation into the, the canal. It is gently run around 360 degrees of that canal and then gently withdrawn. Uh, And in doing so, a biocompatible fluid is injected and it flushes the canal. So there's two methods of actions. We clean it on the way through and then we flush it on the way out. We then allow the body's natural systems of irrigation to really reigniting the, the natural irrigation system and allowing the patient to hopefully reduce or remove the reliance on other medications. And how do you compare it, for those the uninitiated who missed the original podcast, to other treatments, uh, current treatments, I suppose? So we separate ourselves. There, there are other surgical interventions uh, for glaucoma. Depending on the severity, they become more, um, less inva- more invasive as time passes. But for mild, moderate uh, glaucoma, we believe that patients don't need to have an additional stent, an additional drainage canal or uh, for tissue to be cut in order to re-establish the flow of liquids in the eye. We are talking about a a simple in and out of the catheter to um, 
re re-establish that flow. It different. No other device um, in the world has that method of action approved for use, uh, particularly by the FDA. That's what differentiates us. Yeah, but before we get onto the FDA, tell us about the efficacy because your success rate is so dramatically different. So th- with that catheter, we have performed to probably 130, 140,000 procedures around the world over the years. Um, in the, during the 10 years we've been uh, using the catheter in its current form or it's in previous form. And that we have a very, well, negligible, high safety profile and levels of efficacy which are consistently reported in scholarly journals. And I believe it's a 75% success rate still after three years. Is that the final tally? The reduction that for some patients there would be studies that say that, but reducing the intraocular pressure by 75% over three years, yes, that would be part of that. That's part of what's been achieved, yes. Yes. It's amazing. So let's go to your FDA then. How did you earn FDA approval in America? So our device um, in its in the catheter format was highly efficacious and highly uh, safe, as we have just discussed. It was, but it required the use of microforceps. That limited the number of uh, doctors. To, that, that was not exactly um, something that doctors enjoyed doing. By applying, by adding to the catheter a specially designed handpiece that enabled, that removes the need for micro forceps to make the passage of the catheter through the canal, we have improved the ease of use of the device and made it more available to a wider range of surgeons. That device required us, uh, we were required to get an approval from the FDA under the 510K process. So that's about Showing, doc, showing the FDA that our device um, is safe and is not a major deviation from the previous device we had that you used microforceps to, to deliver. Yeah, I was just to let everyone know, we, you and I were both at the Techno conference, which is a technical investing, con- an investing conference um, for tech people like yourself, all these wonderful initiatives um, during the week. So I saw the device. Um, put it in my hand. It is it's quite ergonomic. It's a really amazing little pace. But I know um, biotech entrepreneur um, guru Brian Liedman uh, was up on stage. Um, he of Rezap fame, the only Aussie biotech to be snapped up by Pfizer. And one of the things that he said to investors about when they're looking for potential biotech stocks to invest in was, do they have FDA approval? So you've, you've got it, but you've got it in America, not in Australia. Can you explain why you went down that path? Um, we we have approval. I mean, America is the biggest um, market in the world, and the heritage of the business is in America. We we manufacture in America. Um, we actually have approval for the device in in Australia, um, but the reimbursement system in Australia is not up to scratch. Uh, so we're not able. We haven't not yet progressed to get um, fill in the information, the reimbursement people to enable. To, to be paid by Medicare. That's the difference. It's a fairly expensive process in Australia, isn't it, too? And yes, it is. It is. It is. It requires uh, providing a lot of data about efficacy. Now, we've provided all that data to the US insurers, Medicare in America, the payors, insurance payors in America, and they're all satisfied. And so the large market means that we, we push hard 
Um, as a little company, you've got to spend your dollar where it counts. And in America, that's where it All right. So when we last caught up, the biggest conference for ophthalmologists in America was underway and Nova was in attendance putting in some serious groundwork. How good was the timing for the launch? Uh, yeah, we were very excited about that. So we, we, we received approval from the FDA uh, just in early April, last few days of March, and we did some staff training. We then made our way to San Diego on the 2nd of May and um, launched the product at that conference with all the bells and whistles, had all the doctors uh, huddling around us at the booth and, well, more or less placing orders um, for the device. They saw that uh, we had the device on the booth. We had a few of our experts who had uh, were across the device in detail earlier in, the, in April. They, we got a couple out. We had those doctors talking, and since May, we've been selling and selling strongly. And as you mentioned, we just uh, on the 2nd of August reported that our sales growth for the three months to 31 July, that is since that conference that you spoke about, Chrissy, has um, been 32% higher than the same time last year. We've only just begun. That is massive. So I'm curious, how do you go about training surgeons to use the tech and how long till a surgeon actually becomes proficient in the necessary technique? Ophthalmic surgeons are fundamentally skillful and they're used to working in the eye, so they're, uh, you know, good students. And we, uh, a, uh, we have some clinical trainers, but we basically are able to train our sales professionals to uh, give the doctor the skills he or she needs to... Um, to do the case, we tell them how to do it. Uh, the doctor, he or she may need to do, I don't know, three or four cases under the watchful guidance of one of our representatives uh, to make sure that everything goes well. And then after that, um, you know, we, we keep in touch, making sure they reorder, making sure they don't have any problems going forward, and off they go. They become proficient and hopefully a long-term customer. So they've ordered, you've got a 30% increase what what are you actually expecting the the next stage to look like then well we're keeping we're keeping that number close to our chest christina uh, <laughs> and it's just us listening really <laughs> <laughs> that's right but we we uh, our guidance is we are con- we're expecting that strong growth to accelerate so um that's where we are at the moment now you mentioned that you've got a production facility it's not here in australia it's located in america Tell us about that because I believe you're building um, uh, your capacity there. We actually make part of the device in Dunedin on the South Island of New Zealand and then we uh, combine it with the catheter and finish production and final assembly in Fremont in the San Francisco Bay Area where we have uh, historically built that team of trained technicians who carefully put the whole catheter together. Um, that... that um, we have recently expanded that, um, really uh, doubled, more than doubled the capacity of the uh, production set up there so that we can uh, meet the, uh, our forecast demand for our new product in America. All right, just doubled. So I'm just trying to help the rest of us who are listening here out. You've doubled capacity? In terms of floor space, if we just measure floor space, uh, it's about where 1.5 times, we've got another facility 1.5 times the floor space. And so that gives us the capacity to, in addition to overtime, different shifts and things like that, we've got a lot more room now. The exact amount we're not publishing at the moment, but we think within our um, planning window, we've got 
we've now got the technicians and the space and the equipment to meet the strong demand that we're forecasting. Three months in, and I know you're a dot the I cross the T type of guy. Have you hit those targets that you're expecting? I could say we have. We're hitting our targets so far. So success in America, what does it mean for the future of Nova? America, then where? We have a, an existing business and existing customers in China uh, and in Europe. They're our main markets, uh, specifically in Germany. And we are, um, we, we've been rolling the product out in those markets it's not as it's the ground is not as fertile outside America as it is in America, but we are um, we've been rolling it out there and we're getting good growth outside of America as well. Why is it not as fertile outside of America? Uh, I think I think the understanding of the minimally invasive glaucoma surgical conducting surgery earlier in the paradigm is uh, earlier in the disease state is a paradigm that has been rapidly grabbed by American surgeons. It's grabbed pretty well by German surgeons, but not as fast as American. I think it's just it's something about human nature uh, in, and the different cultures of people. Um, we're really not too sure, uh, but it, it, um, the Americans, I guess it's a really the go-getting attitude of Americans, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big one for prevention as opposed to cure. I mean, I'm interested, though. I'm going to bring up the word corporate espionage. Do you ever have any pushback from other corporates with other types of um, treatment which does need to be put in later? We are not acting a lot. The glaucoma surgical devices market is a burgeoning market and there's companies out there um, that have devices that they claim uh, will solve glaucoma in a manner that's similar to ours, just not the same. As I said, our main thing is that we don't damage tissue and we don't leave anything behind. They're the big things. Um, and we have some features in terms of its use with the navigation light, um, the high volume of fluid OVD, the flushing fluid, the high volume, high pressure dispersion of that fluid, as well as the very um, ability to do 360 degrees with one, uh, in one uh, insertion. Our competitors don't have that ability, and that's a combination of the technology and the patents we have. So we, we have to... Um, a market with competitors is good because people, otherwise you're standing alone, they don't take attention, pay attention. So it's good to have something to compare with and we think our story uh, compares well against all of our competitors. And um, we have a nice position, a good brand in America. So will they respond, our competitors respond? They might. There isn't any, I don't think there's any corporate espionage really. There's just normal competitive behaviour. Yeah. I'm going to take you one last question before we finish up. Take us all the way back to the start. What prompted your team to get involved and, and develop this device? So, so we, we, found, we found the device, I like to say, in the Mitre 10, the Bunnings. Uh, as you leave Bunnings, they have all the people, the devices that nobody wants, the, the tools. And some venture capitalists in California had done some fantastic work and a management team to develop this catheter. And, but they spent a lot of money and it didn't quite meet the needs of those investors. And we said, it will meet our investors' needs. And so we got it from those people and we developed the technology from that base and did some more marketing. So we did it because we felt that this unique catheter, this idea of solving glaucoma without damaging tissue fitted very much with what we felt the world could need. And it's uh, and that, that's really why. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's a massive idea. I love it. And I bet those guys are standing out your window of your, your front desk there just looking sadly in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so where are you off to next, Tom? What's, what's the next stop for you? So we have a big conference. The, the main European conference happens in September. So our team will head over there and talk to our German customers we are excited about how this device is going in the UK, so we're going to make an effort there. Italy, Switzerland, our target markets are those, um, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, UK. So we want to catch up with um, those customers in those uh, countries at the what they call the European Society of Cataract and Refractive Specialists, ESCRS, in Vienna, Austria. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to some positive news flow out of all those meetings. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks so much, Tom, for your times today. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks very much. Cheers. Tom Sperling, who's the ED of Nova Eye, which launched, as he said, its EyeTrack Advanced Glaucoma Surgical Canoplasty device in the US in May. It's already hit sales for the three months to 31st of July of US $2.2 million. Now, that's up 32% on the previous corresponding period, and the company expects solid sales growth to accelerate with a targeted program of new customer account acquisition commencing later this year. And as you heard, Tom is over to Europe as well, expanding in that quarter. That's Doc Insiders for this edition. Thanks to your company. Do your research, and we'll see you next time. 